Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's Word to be empowered and challenged today. We're going to be closing out this series, and our focus is going to be why Jesus is worthy of our worship. And I feel that there's something here that we could take home as it relates to our topic today. Luke chapter 7, starting from verse 36. And it says this. Then one of the Pharisees invited him to eat with him. They invited Jesus to eat with him. He entered the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. And a woman in the town who was a sinner found out Jesus was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house. She brought an alabaster jar of perfume and stood behind him at his feet, weeping, and began to wash his feet with tears. She wiped his feet with her hair, kissed them, and anointed them with the perfume. Just really quickly, just side note, that alabaster box or alabaster jar that she brought was something very expensive at the time. During that time, if you were to bring an alabaster box and something like that, um, they would see you as, wow, that's a lot of money. That thing is worth a lot of money. Uh, Not no Paris Hilton um, perfume, though, right? Um, But just to give you some context, this alabaster jar was worth more than a year worth of labor, a year worth of wages earned. So that thing was very expensive. Let's keep reading. And when the Pharisees who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, this man, if he were a prophet, would know who and what kind of woman this is who is touching him. She's a sinner. (laughs) He's about to realize what Jesus knows in verse 40. Jesus replied to him, Simon, I have something to say to you. (laughs) And he said, say it, teacher, verse 41. A creditor had two debtors. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Since they could not pay it back, he graciously forgave them both. So which of them loved him more? (laughs) Simon answered, I suppose the one he forgave more. Jesus replies, you have judged correctly. He told him, uh, Turning to the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? (laughs) I entered your house, and you gave me no water for my feet. But she, with her tears, has washed my feet and wiped them with her hair. Look at that. Verse 45. You, Simon, gave me no kiss, but she hasn't stopped kissing my feet since I came in. You did not anoint my head with olive oil, but she anointed my feet with a very costly perfume. Hmm. Verse 47, therefore I tell you, her sins, which are many, have been forgiven. That's why she loved much. But the one who is forgive, the one who forgive, I'm sorry, but the one who is forgiven little loves little. Then he said to her, 
your sins are forgiven. Those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, who is this man who even forgives sins? And Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. You notice Jesus didn't say your works have saved you. He didn't tell the woman that what you did has saved you. He said your faith have saved you. I want to spend this time talking to you guys about why Jesus is deserving of all of our worship, why he deserves all of our blessings, of our honor, our glory, and praise. And he deserves this due to who he is and what he has accomplished through our lives. That's what I want to speak to you guys today about. Father, I pray that you speak to us at this time. I pray that you would use me, that you would guide me. I pray that you would speak to your people, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Jesus is worthy of our worship. Look at the person next to you and tell them that Jesus is worthy of our worship. I want to take a few minutes to share with you what I believe that the Lord wants to tell you today. But I want to first start off by having each and every one of us just imagine for, a, for really quickly. I, I want you to imagine and picture something in your mind as I go throughout this sermon. Imagine for a moment being invited to a friend's or a family member's house. Just imagine that for real quick. And let's say you receive an unexpected invitation to visit a friend's house. And it's a Saturday evening. Let's just say that you're going there to have some dinner among friends and family members. Let's just, let's just say some friends. And everyone is at the table and everyone's getting ready to eat some fried chicken, maybe some, some ribs, maybe some mac and cheese. That sounds good, ain't it? Y'all can tell I'm hungry. I am. Maybe some beans, some greens, potatoes, tomatoes, some lamb, some chop, all of that. <laughs> Y'all know that from Shirley Cyrus. <laughs> bless, bless that woman of God, you name it. And you're at the dinner table getting ready to fellowship with some friends. Y'all about to have a good time together, about to catch up with one another, catch up on live. Y'all discussing what y'all, how y'all been, how many kids y'all had since y'all... Man, all that type of stuff. The house is warm. Just imagine. Music is playing in the background. Y'all just having a really, really good time. And all of a sudden, one of your friends gets up and walks directly to you. Just imagine. One of your friends getting up, walking directly to you to honor you. Yeah, they just, just walk directly to you to honor you, to, 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 to tell you about how honorable they've they feel towards you. Tell your friends how valuable you are to them. And they stand up to share a heartfelt, loving message, telling others about what you have done for them. Just imagine for a second. I feel like I was at my wedding because I remember being at my wedding and I had a whole bunch of people just honoring me and my wife. It felt so crazy. But just imagine for a second, this friend, they're sharing something special about you to everybody. They're telling people about how you've been a constant source of love, of support, and inspiration to their life. They're, they're just honoring you and recognizing you for your selflessness, 
Recognizing you for your kindness, your generosity, recognizing you for your unwavering dedication and support to them. They're honoring you. Just imagine this is happening at a friend's house on a Saturday evening in front of everybody. They're honoring you, showering you with words of affirmation. Just imagine that. They're acknowledging you for who you are and what you have done. And this friend goes on talking about all the things you have done for them. All of a sudden, after giving the speech about you, they pull out a blank check and ask you to write down all of your debts. Write down the amount of the debt that you owe to the government. And they say, write it down because they want to pay it all off for you. How would you feel? After words of affirmation, after showering you with honor and love and appreciation, all of a sudden they said, I got a check, and I want to pay off all your debt. Wouldn't that feel honorable? I know I would love that, to be honest with you, because I still got some debts owed to the government. I wanted to paint this picture for each and every one of us because this is what's happening in the text, not exactly what's happening. But it's kind of what's happening in the text. Jesus is invited to a house to eat with a Pharisee. Jesus is eating and most likely he's engaging with conversations with people in that house. But the Bible tells us that this woman, not just any type of woman, but she's a sinful woman. The Bible scholars say that this woman is Mary of Bethany. Mary, not the mother of Jesus, and Mary, not Martha's sister, but Mary of Bethany. She is known to be a sinful woman, known to be perhaps a prostitute in that town. The Bible tells us that this woman hears that Jesus is in this house, and she goes to where Jesus is. And the Bible tells us she goes to here, she goes to where Jesus is to honor him. We just read in verse 37 where this woman, she goes and finds where Jesus is reclining at the table. How does she honor him? The Bible says she brought an alabaster jar of perfume and stood behind him at his feet, weeping, and began to wash his feet with her tears. She wiped, her feet, wiped his feet with her hair, kissing them and anointing them with a very expensive jar of perfume. She honors Jesus by washing his feet. And she honors him by anointing his feet. And the Bible doesn't specifically tell us why she is doing what she does. But her actions point out something that I believe is very important for us to pay attention to this morning. Her actions shows a deep appreciation and a respect for Jesus. I'm sorry if I'm getting loud. I'm just getting passionate and happy, y'all. Just bear with me. But her actions shows a deep and a uh, appreciative uh, uh, respect towards Jesus. Her action shows a great humility and an honor towards Jesus. Her action shows a greater worship towards Jesus because of what she done. And, and th this is something that I believe that we need to pay attention to because she was willing to take what was most expensive of her possession and pour it out on Jesus to prove how much he meant to her. Can I just preach for a second? It, it's not that hard to notice how much Jesus means to someone because their actions will confirm how worthy Jesus is of their worship. Uh, we would see in your life if Jesus is worthy of your worship just by how you live and just by how you act, just by how you uh, uh, worship him. Notice I didn't say we would see how, how we, we would see how much Jesus means to you 
you just by how loud you could sing. But we would see how much Jesus means to you just by how you present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God. When we are worshiping Jesus, it's not just us singing and uh, singing a song. You know, worship is much more deeper than singing a song, y'all. I hope you guys know that. Uh, worship is, is, is a lifestyle. Come on. Somebody just look at the person next to you and tell them worship is a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Worship is a lifestyle. And if I can be honest, there are those of us who can sing loud as you want, but your heart is far from Jesus. I hope that's nobody here in this room. But worship is a lifestyle submitted to God. Worship is a life under the lordship of Jesus Christ. To say that Jesus is worthy of our worship is to present our body as a living sacrifice. It is to present our life as a living sacrifice. So if Jesus is worthy to you, we would be able to see your deep appreciation and respect for Jesus. We would be able to see that flow out of your life. Look at somebody next to you and tell them, Jesus is worthy of our worship. Ooh, he's worthy of our worship. And we see it even through this sinful woman. She's, she's showing up at a house full of people who are religious Full of people who know the law. Full of people who know about the Ten Commandments. They can say it from the back of their head. They, 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 they believe that they are the most perfect people in the room. And she walks in to show a deep appreciation to God in the face of religious leaders. I wish I could preach someday about these religious people. But I'll save that for another day because I got a problem with religious folk. I, just personally. I got a problem with people who are just religious. And they love to judge people who are sinful. They love to look down on people. People who, you know, did some things in their past. I remember first coming to Jesus, and before I came to Jesus, there were some things in my past that made it look like I would never be acceptable to God. But God looked at me from my place of pain, from my place of shame, from my place of brokenness, and redeemed me and set me free from some of my addictions, some of my hurt, and some of my insecurities. I thank God when I see sinful people coming in churches because I know I was once sinful. And how dare these religious people look at this woman and judge her because of what she represents a sinful woman a woman of the city a person who does not belong near Jesus a person who shouldn't touch Jesus and yet she is the person who honors Jesus the way that they should have sinful woman but she feels that Jesus is worthy of her worship a woman of the city but Jesus is worthy of her worship. Why is this important for us this morning? By the way, this is, I'm, I'm actually about to close very soon. <laughs> That's crazy. This is probably one of my shortest sermons I've ever preached. But if there's anything that I want you to walk away with is these two most important things. Why is Jesus worthy of our worship? Why is it that he's worthy? First of all, because of who he is. And second of all, because of what he did. Jesus is worthy of our worship because of who he is. He is Lord of lords. He is the son of God. He is king of kings. Jesus is not just some random Bible character that you see on Disney, y'all. He is God in the flesh. And he deserves our worship. Because of what he did, he sacrificed himself to the point of death so that we could be alive in him. Jesus 
is worthy of our worship. In Revelation chapter 5, verse 12, it says this. Worthy is the lamb who was slaughtered. The son of God was slaughtered, y'all. And he died for our sins that we could have relationship with God. Do you know that sin separates us from God? Sin keeps us from being in relationship with God, being in the presence of God. But Jesus found it necessary to create a space for us to be connected with God by killing, literally killing himself. Leading himself to be killed. He lived a sinless life. A life that we should have lived. A perfect life that we should have lived. And died a death that we should have died. Because the reality is, is that we all deserve to be on that cross. Is there anybody that knows what I'm talking about? We all deserve to be up on Calvary. Hung up on that cross. But Jesus took the punishment that we deserve. So that we could be the righteousness of God, as it says in the book of 2 Corinthians, Jesus, the perfect God in the flesh, died. This is why he's worthy of our worship. Died a brutal death, a death that we all deserve. So that he could redeem us and save us. If that don't give you some passion to give God worship and praise, and I don't know what else would. How dare we not worship Jesus because of what he did? Because Jesus became flesh, lived a life, and bled on the cross to absorb the, the full wrath of God on our behalf. I'm being reminded of a scripture in Romans. It says something like, scarcely would a righteous man die. Romans chapter 5. He's righteous and sinless. I'm sorry that I'm beating this down to you. I just have to stretch my point. He's sinless and righteous and died for people who deserve to be punished. How many of you guys would go to jail for something that you didn't do? <laughs> How many of us would take a punishment for a crime that you didn't do? This is what he did. This is what he represents. And I understand why this woman comes to Jesus with deep appreciation and worship. She understands the magnitude of what he represents to mankind. She understands that he is savior of the world. And the magnitude of that attracted her to display what I would call a greater worship. I heard this from my pastor. I feel like I needed to repeat this. But he said this a long time ago, and I'll never forget it. Failure to acknowledge... The magnitude of the glory of God is a diss to what Jesus did on the cross. And this is what I'm stretching out, like stressing out today, this morning. For us to acknowledge what he did on that cross. Dare we not worship Jesus? I want to close by saying this. Do you know that God desires us to worship him? He actually wants us to worship him. In John chapter 4, verse 23, I'm going to close with this. It literally tells us this. But an hour is coming and now is here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Yes. The Father wants such people to worship him. For God is spirit and those that worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. God wants us to worship him. 
Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcast. For more information, check us out at www.newcityhh.com. We'll see you next week.